Imagine that you're about to board a plane to take a trip. Not a long one, about 50 minutes, give or take a few. Long enough for you to order a coffee or an adult beverage. Your captain is a grade school four square champion and an all-star at UNO. Hailing from Salina, Kansas and residing in Southeast Texas, he will give you his thoughts on music, family, and adventures in life. So sit back and get comfortable. The seatbelt sign is always off. Welcome aboard flight 785. Flight 785 in the house once again. I am back, y'all. I am back for another week on the show. Another week. And my name is Kenyan, a.k.a. Dutch Chocolate. You guys already know that. And I'm here with my lovely lady friend, Carrie. How are we doing? How are we doing? I'm doing great. You are doing great, guys. We are doing great. It is always a good time to come back on the show. Every two weeks, we hit you up with you know some stories and some good banter and i like it it is a good thing check it i love it it is a good thing here on flight 785 current time 2 10 p.m on the 6th of november 2022 carrie where does the time go where does the time go i ask you what what say you carrie what what, what do you know what do you know i don't know goes by quickly it goes by slow it just depends on what you do and how you do it who you do it with and how you do it okay (laughs) okay listen listen we're less than a minute into the show this is a family show philosophy is flying this is a family show guys a family show i didn't direct it any which way of of course you did of course you did and already it was just in general uh, a philosophy in general okay we need to just stop while we're ahead check that stop while we're behind guys welcome to the show i have what you call diplomatic immunity obviously already from the get-go i may say some things that may ruffle some feathers but it's okay don't get upset at me i have diplomatic immunity guys that's just how we do it here on flight 785 so welcome aboard if this is your first time listening you can catch me on my socials flight 785 it is just that easy so, guys, what we always like to start the show off is with is what we have been watching on the telly. What have we been watching on the telly, Carrie? Talk to us. Uh, we started Fire Country. I Have we watched one or two episodes? I can't remember. I believe we watched one episode okay. of the Fire Country. What say you? It What's was your okay. verdict on we- it? It was okay. I think we need to watch a couple more episodes to decide. You know, I'm not completely sold on Fire Country. I'm just Me gonna be either, honest. I, but I can't be. I I'm can't invested be sold on it. a tiny bit, so to see second episode. Okay. What else? What else have we been watching? Uh, we're continuing to watch Bachelor in Paradise and the drama. The drama of Bachelor in Paradise. Kenan's show. Carrie cannot. I see you slip that <laughs> in there. I see what you're doing. Carrie cannot get enough of the Bachelor in Paradise where you have these singles. They fill them up on cheap wine, probably boxed wine, and then they put them on this on this beach and let them fight yeah. back and forth. <laughs> and there's a lot of crying. It's very emotional, truth be told. Very emotional. It's very emotional. If you're going to watch it makes, the... It makes your life look very simple. Let's just put it that listen, way. Listen, if you're going to watch <laughs> the Bachelor in Paradise, make sure you bring some tissues 
Bring some <laughs> tissues. I have tissues over here at the couch because it's very, very emotional. I just laugh. You get invested, of course. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie likes to laugh at other people's trauma, but That's me, you know what? I am a, you know, I am a. Uh, what do they call it? A I romantic. Feel, I feel. I am, a, I am a romantic. Please, Carrie, let I, me tell I my truth. I feel they're faking the funk. Let me speak my <laughs> truth. I am a romantic, and you know what? I have the tissues ready for all the drama that happens. Meanwhile, Carrie is over there laughing it up, laughing at these people's trauma, like <laughs> disrespectful. I feel Just like they're faking. You feel like they're faking. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. I feel like it's fake trauma. Guys, I am here. We are here at Cedar Crest South down here in Southeast Texas, letting you guys have some of the best stuff you ever heard. You heard what you got, Gary? What oh, you got? I was just going to say yes. that we're anticipating the season five of Yellowstone coming out November 13th. You know what? I'm not completely sold on Yellowstone. either. Really? I'm not really completely sold <laughs> on Yellowstone. It's still in the maybe. Pile. I, I need to recap maybe the last two episodes because I'm going to forget. I've forgotten. It's been so long. Yes. Well, we will catch with Yellowstone. But guys, what we have been up to is. We went to Las Vegas a couple weeks ago. Had a good time, if you will, right, Carrie? Finally not... recovered from it. Finally recovered from the Las Vegas trip. So let me paint the picture real quick. So we get to the airport here in H-Town and jump on the plane, get on the plane. As as we are getting on the plane, you know how I do it here on Flight 785. I was flying uh, first class, if you will. That's how we do it on flight 785 so as we get on the plane the stewardess gives me and my lady friend as everyone sitting in first class they give us a glass of champagne i believe that's what it's called correct they said sparkling wine i believe it was champagne but either I, way i almost declined because i don't like wine i like champagne well, but i, I do I, not like wine well, i thought it was champagne what, it, it, whatever it is Irregardless. Would you, would you please pronounce things correctly? Excuse me. I, I am pronouncing it correctly. It is champagne. Okay. You know anyway. What? Yes, please continue. Next time we go to a restaurant, could you please order it that way? You know what? I definitely will, but I'm a working man, so I don't drink that much. I don't drink champagne that much. I usually drink beer. Okay, that's what I drink yeah. because I want to fix income. All right, that's how we continue do it. with what you're saying. But yeah, so we, I digress. We get on the plane. And they give us some champagne, and mm-hmm. we're having a great time, and we take off, mm-hmm. and we're in the air. It's all good on a straight shot from Houston to Las Vegas, and everything is well, right? So then they, you know, they come by around, and they ask us again, would we like another drink? Mm-hmm. And I I tell the stewardess, as I'm sitting, sitting in, what, seat three, and she's in seat four, something, something to that effect, I tell the stewardess, I would like a vodka Sprite, a vodka Sprite, you know, simple enough. And what does Carrie, what did you say you wanted, Carrie? I wanted another sparkling wine. Carrie says she wanted another sparkling wine. So, okay, all good. So the stewardess comes around. She gives me my vodka Sprite, you know, Sprite and, you know, a little vodka bottle. Which is my drink, by the way. Which is good stuff. And then she (laughs) gives Carrie the wine. So all of a sudden, you know, I happen to look over at Carrie and Carrie takes a sip of the wine and she has, I guess what you call, you guys see that commercial, the bitter beer face. (laughs) 
she looks and says, this is not the same ish that I got when we first got on the plane. That's what she tells us. Mid-flight, she says, us, she looks at me and she you, says, this is not the same ish they gave us when we walked onto the plane. But, That's what she but, tells me. But you you left out one important fact. Okay, what did you, I? What did you I? ordered, supposedly in quotes, I said, are you sure he got the order correctly? My sparkling wine, the same as what I got before. Because... Yes. Tendon does not want to be disturbed during a flight. So anytime I say, don't ding that ding. What, what do you mean? Anytime I say anything to him, he shoes me off and tells me to leave him alone. No, that's, you know so, what? That's, that's, that's rude. I just want to throw up the fingers. But anyway. Throw up the fingers. And he's wait, on wait. the outside aisle. So he's the one ordering. So he's responsible for getting the correct order. He ordered an apple juice. He ordered the vodka and Sprite. And then he ordered the nasty wine because he didn't specify when he said when he was getting the order. So as so it was his fault. I didn't have any water. I didn't have anything to drink except for that nasty white wine. And I don't do wine. So I told him, can I have your vodka and Sprite then? Or no, he says, do you want... What, what do you want? And I said, well, you can order me what I wanted or some water or I can have your vodka and Sprite. So he doesn't want to disturb whatever force he's got going on on the flight. So he hands me the vodka and Sprite. That's not how I saw it went down, folks. That is not how it went because down. Because you weren't paying attention. That is not how it went down at all, folks. Basically, what happened is she looks at me. She says, this is not the ish that I had previously gotten when I got on the plane. Give me your vodka Sprite. But he did He did suck down that wine like it was grape juice and loved it. So, so we were all good. So meanwhile, she got my vodka and Sprite, which she enjoyed. She didn't even offer me a sip, folks. She did not even offer me a sip. She gladly... You should have got the order correct. She gladly took my <laughs> vodka Sprite and I was stuck with the wine. She didn't offer me a sip at all. So and I he had my app- that wine down like he was happy with it. it was, we, we just moved on. You know, folks, fellas, <laughs> listen, fellas, you see that? You see that? I ordered my stuff. I get my stuff. Okay. And then she gets her stuff. She doesn't like her stuff. So she takes mine and then says, I was happy. You with ordered me getting incorrectly. Hers. You knew you know, what I wanted, but not- you did not assure that that's what I got. You're on board flight seven. So that's what you got. This is not a relationship podcast, folks, but I feel sure that. You know, fellas, we have to know our worth, okay? We, let me get on my soapbox for a second, Carrie. Fellas, we have to know our worth, okay? This is ridiculous. I, being the chivalrous person that I am, well, actually, she just took the vodka away. I didn't okay? take it. It I was asked, more of a, it was more of a you, forced, and you willingly gave it to me, it, it, and you said, give me the wine. It, it was more of a, you know why I did that, folks? Because I didn't want Carrie to have a BF on the blade. <laughs> And when I say Actually, I didn't ask for the vodka, I just asked for the Sprite and he handed over the vodka. Well, what am I going to do? I just needed something to drink. What with am my I gonna, What am I going to do with straight vodka? I need to be I'm going to drink it. Okay, you know what? <laughs> You're on board flight 785. Anyway, I digress. So after a smooth flight, shout out to the airline. I won't say which airline it was, but shout out to them. It and definitely wasn't Spirit. We flew, we flew, you know what? We flew to Vegas, landed in Vegas on a Thursday evening, linked up with my sister, had a good time in Vegas, 
went and gambled a little bit. Now, I'm not a big gambler. So I'm over there at the blackjack table and I'm making some money. I'm I'm up a little bit. Right. If you will. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling good. And the little the dealer behind or the dealer across from me, my dealer, he has all his chips, as you know, since he's the the house and I'm making some money and I'm very happy. I'm very happy. And then I start losing money in blackjack. That was the second time, right? Well, either way. The first time you won money. Yes. Well, the second time I'm losing money and I look at the dealer and I say, you're taking all my money. And he looked at me and he said, I just keep it right here, which he kept. He kept the chips, my chips in his (laughs) pile of chips. Needless to say, I was out of money. And that was about how it went as far as gambling. How did you do, Carrie? How did you do? No, you did really well the first time. I thought you were up like a hundred from all 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 encounters. Irregardless, I ended up losing the money. <laughs> I ended up losing the money. Carrie. How how did you do? Can you talk to us? I think blackjack up was up thirty eight dollars or thirty dollars, thirty dollars. But slots was very disappointing. I I think it's traumatized me, and I will never do slots. Never again. play. It's all rigged. It's all rigged. Those video slots yeah. is rigged. But Carrie yeah. just kept stuffing money in there. She kept stuffing money into the slots and kept playing and ended up losing money. So then we ended up. It was like being at a video game arcade and. Yeah, just keep putting the money in, right? Just like old school back in the day. Just feeding the pigs and feeding the the demons and whoever else on those video game slots. Demons? (laughs) There are demon slots. There are pig slots. Okay, okay, thank you. Thank you for that. Pac-Man slots. So then we went to the Raider game. Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, Wheel of Fortune. Went to the Raider game. Had a good time at the Raider game. Shout out to the Raiders. They got a win. The Raiders are my team over Carrie's Houston Texans, guys. Carrie's team is the Houston Texans. I will root for the Texans when they are not playing the Raiders, but the Raiders got to win. And I will will root for the Raiders when they're not playing the Texans or the Saints. So Carrie shows up to the stadium or we're at the hotel and I tell her, I need you to put on something black for the Raiders. And she did not. She refuseth. She refused to wear my team colors. Because we were playing my team. If the Texans weren't playing, I would have worn the Raiders. All I know, folks, is the Raiders got the win, and I was very happy, and Curry was not happy. There were there were a lot of Texan fans there, though, at the game. A good amount. There was. So shout out to the Texans, traveling Texans. We had a good time. So that's what we had going on. But moving on, we need to get into the flight plan. So after we had a good time with the Raiders and Vegas, we've already knocked that out. We also are going to talk about in controversy, controversy in the game of cornhole. Carrie, oh, no, I controversy. Can't, I can't imagine cornhole. It was it a beer throwdown? It was controversy on the lawn. Well, you're about to find out. You are about <laughs> to find out. So we have controversy in cornhole, and then we also have the four basket method. And I'm going to talk to you about the four basket method. So that uh, dealing with laundry. No, no, we're going to we're going to get into it. Just stay tuned. And then what do we have for learn something? We have learned something. What do we uh, we're going to learn about the history of Las Vegas, since that was kind of the theme of the last couple of weeks. And, you know, OK, the recovery from Vegas was not because we were drinking. The recovery was because it was like going to Disney World and you just wanted to experience everything. You wanted to see everything. Yeah. 
you you overdid it, if you will. We woke up at 5 a.m. to hit the casinos, and then we came back for a short little nap, breakfast, and just out and about eight eight to ten miles a day walking. It was just a lot. And then back at it. Back <laughs> yeah. at it. So then we get into my last segment, Abby is not right. So stay tuned, guys. It is going to be a good time. Okay. Shout out to Yahoo News. We're going to talk about cornhole. Now, you are familiar with cornhole, are you not? Karen? Yes. Okay. So it says, move over chess and fishing. Professional cornhole is the latest comp- competitive event to be tarnished by cheating allegations after a top-ranked team was accused of using illegal bean bags. The scandal. Well, you're about to find out. So here's what happened. There was a player named Devin Harbaugh, and he Uh griped that his opponents, Mark Richards and Philip Lopez, were using bags that weren't in regulation during the finals. Let me guess. They had beans instead of corn in them. No. He said, I thought the bags were too thin. Officials who inspected Richard and Lopez's bing bags confirmed that they weren't regulation, prompting the ESPN cornhole commentator Mark Pryor to remark, they're too small. That's going to create some drama. With a $15,000 grand prize on the line, judges also inspected the bags being used by Lopez and Richard's opponents. They found that those were not compliant also. So, it is possible that there was cheating, but... They were pretty confident that the cheating was not intentional. Yes, yes. <laughs> so what they're saying Why is... Why aren't the bags provided? Uh, you know what? I don't know. But now Just they're like calling... Just the NFL gives you the footballs, right? Yes, they're calling it bag gate. But then we had flake gate. Yes, deflate gate. Deflate and now gate. pro cornhole players can earn up to $250,000 a year. Did you know that? Oh, goodness. That Do is they insane. even make that much? They can make that much oh. in throwing sacks oh my george takai get out of here get out of this this is ridiculous I, I i don't know why george takai is here guys truth be told but anyway so the professional cornhole league is going to start cracking down on these bags because people they will boil the bags okay i guess to make it easy i to guess cook, smaller cook the corn cook, cook the corn or something or make it easier to throw and uh-huh. so also people have been washing them with fabric softener and Ooh, washing to them, help it slide. No, and washing them with vinegar to make them softer and all that good stuff. But uh-huh. that is what's going on. I had no idea that you could make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Cheating in cornhole. This is ridiculous. Just ridiculous. But moving on. I digress. We are going to move to the Daily Mirror, which is a publication out of London, England. Hello, Gavna. And we're going to talk about the four-basket method. Have you ever heard of that, Gary? No. Okay. What's it pertaining to? Well, I'm about to tell you. Okay. So when you're faced with a cluttered home, it can be hard to know where to start. Thankfully, an interior design expert has shared a cleaning method that she's been using for years. I can't wait to watch you do this. Oh, yes. I know you can. <laughs> and it's not only fast, but simple to use. What's more, it will help you to easily separate out anything you're hoping to sell. Stopping you from binning perfectly good items with your junk and earning you some extra cash. Now, we know our good friends across the pond, they call it binning. You know, the trash cans, they call them bins or trash. Okay. Okay. Trash. Have you ever been called a bin? You know what? I have. I have been (laughs) called a bin. Guys, I have a niece. I have a niece (laughs) named Madison. Shout out to her. And when she would get upset with people, she would call them bins, i.e. trash. 
And it was very disrespectful. You're a you, Ben. You know. No, it came from recycling bins. And what is recycling bins? <laughs> it's trash. trash. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes, Madison would call people Ben. She would get upset it with them. It was before she knew any better. Really? <laughs> That's I what thought, you're going to do? I thought it was clever. She would say, she would look at someone. She would get mad. Her face would get mad, red. She would point at you and say, you're a bed. You're on board flight 785. She would get in trouble for it, And too. then her mother would say, listen, her mother would be like, you don't call people bins. And you know what she would do? You know what Madison would do? She would look back at him and say, you're a bed. <laughs> disrespectful i thought it was clever it was very you know she's a very smart girl (laughs) but sometimes anyway we need i digress so anyway so there is a method okay this is a method and they say you're not supposed to drive exactly to the task okay don't dive right into it okay you have to do it methodically right Mm -hmm. so so there are different steps for you to tackle this mess if you have a mess what you do is you take four baskets designating each for items to keep, donate, sell, or bin. Then it's much simpler to sort through your goods. Okay. So the interior design expert recommends adding a label to each basket before you use the system. So it's very simple. It is very simple. Only thing you do is you just look for items. You go room by room. You have all four, you know, totes out there or baskets, right? And you go and you go through everything. And you decide what you're going to do with these items. You're going to donate them. You're going to keep them. You're going to sell them. Or you're going to bin them, which is throw them in the trash. And so, as you said, you cannot wait. You cannot wait for me to implement this. I appreciate your support. Because tomorrow, when you're at work, I'm going to go through (laughs) the bedroom. What did you say? I'm going to go through the bedroom tomorrow, and I'm going to go through your closet. You do and what not I'm do know is, how to please, sort. Please. You don't even know how to sort the <laughs> whites from the darks please, and the laundry. Please, let me speak my truth. While Carrie is at work tomorrow, guys, I'm going to go into her closet, and I'm going to look for items which we are going to keep, donate, sell, or bin. Okay, so guys, if you think I should do that. Give me a hell yeah. Hell no, and you're going to get yourself in trouble. Guys, I'm going to... You're going to get yourself in big trouble. Don't touch my stuff. Guys, I You're the it. worst at cleaning. You're just the absolute worst at cleaning. Yes, please You, you make piles and... You, stop. Stop! <laughs> you make piles and just leave them around. <laughs> you know what? This is disrespectful, guys. Gary and then you say, here. take care of that. Gary is over so here. So what I envision with these four bins is you have this little cart that you should be separating laundry in the correct way, but you're going to label them as different things. And then you're going to say, go through those and make sure they're in the right bins. Well, listen, you and you're just creating more work for me. Just leave stuff alone. You don't have to just worry. leave it alone. Guys, I, I'm the perfect husband. She doesn't have to worry about any of this because she's going to be at work tomorrow when I go through all her stuff. You should be working. I can't believe it, guys. You I can't believe be it. Working. And if we rewind the tape, she said she can't wait for me to do this. No longer. What was it? Two minutes ago, she said she could not wait for me to go do this. So I'm going to go in properly. Her I can't wait for you to do it properly. Oh, but be, don't touch anything. It's going to be proper. All right. Okay. It's going to be keep, 
Donate, sell, or bin. I'm sure you'll find something else to do. So at the completion of Carrie's Closet, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to move on to the kitchen, okay? And we are going to go through the kitchen. By the time... Here's the deal, guys. The two places that are not your areas at all. I'm just going to cut to the chase. That's fine. I'm I'm going to go to your domains, and I'm going to take care of things. I'm going to cut to the chase. When Carrie walks into the house tomorrow evening... She's going to walk into, it's going to be like she walked into a brand new house. Your ears are going to hurt. I can't believe it. Don't touch anything. It's going to be just like an episode of House Hunters, guys. She's going to walk into a brand new home. There's going to be so much stuff gone, donated, gotten rid of. And Sometimes she's gonna I feel like I yes. live in a... Yes. You are punked show when okay. I walk in the house because I can't freaking believe he did this and this and this. You're on board flight 785. You know what? I'm I, beginning to not like you working from home. I appreciate your support, Carrie. Guys, get your, gentlemen, get yourself someone that supports you at every turn like Carrie does. She's going to walk into a brand new house. It's going to be outstanding. Thank you so much, Carrie, you're, for your support. And, you need yes, your ears tested. You know what? This is ridiculous. We're going to move on. We are going to have to move on to learn something, Carrie. Are you ready for learn something? What yes. are we going to learn about? We're, we're going to learn about the history of Las Vegas. The history. History of Lost Vegas, yes. or as my as my dad calls it, I I, I flub that Lost Wages. That's what my dad Lost calls Wages. It. That's, that's what cute. my dad calls it Lost Wages. <laughs> yes, but yes, please okay. continue. So, as because we explained before, we had just gone to Las Vegas, so I thought I'd share a little bit of history with you. And this is according to History dot com. Yes, uh, Vegas was built on gambling and uh, other forms of entertainment. Vegas had been known to draw in millions of visitors and trillions of dollars of wealth to Southern Nevada. What other forms of entertainment? Oh, my. Singing, dancing. Okay. Please continue. Please continue. I don't know any other. I didn't see any other. Oh, my. George Takai, I don't I'm know sure why you, you could inter- You could uh, research a little bit more. Uh, the city was oh funded. <laughs> George Sakai, I don't know why you keep interrupting. Please continue, Gary. Please. Are you an interrupter? <laughs> you know what? I am not. That's George Sakai. That, that's the new term we just we just uh, acquired from one of Kenan's trash TV shows. <laughs> anyway, the city was founded originally by ranchers and railroad workers, but quickly found that its greatest asset was not its springs, but its casinos. Las Vegas has been known to embrace the Old West-style freedoms of gambling and prostitution, which provided a perfect home for East Coast organized crime. The drugs, money laundering, and racketeering was built in the casinos. The founding of Las Vegas, according to drawings on the canyon, is in southern Nevada. Humans have been present there for more than 10,000 years. Uh, The Paiute, I hope I pronounced that correct, tribe had been there since 700 AD. The first person of European ancestry to enter the Las Vegas Valley was Rafael Riviera during an expedition in 1821, opening up a trade route as part of of, as part of Antonio Armijo's expedition, which was called the Old Spanish Trail between New Mexico and California. Riviera named Las Vegas the meadows after its spring-watered grasses. I did not see any grass, did you? 
Oh, I saw grass. Actually, I smelled a lot of grass when I was there. <laughs> oh my. Okay, so true, so true. Um, this was, and then uh, something we learned at the Mob Museum in Vegas that we went to, which I highly recommend. Do you not? It was highly recommend, guys. It is a museum about mobsters, and it, it is fantastic. It's not just like you walk in and you look on the walls. There's uh, videos. Um, there's hands-on activities. There's a crime lab. There's a firearm training simulator. Uh, there's a distillery tour and tasting. We did the crime lab and the distillery. It was awesome. Um, I feel we needed more time. We did not get to see everything that we needed. And that was within like two and a half hours. Yeah, or we've so. been there a while. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and there's three, there's four floors total, but three floors to the museum. So make sure you allot a good amount of time. And um, the building used to be the old downtown Las Vegas courthouse for Clark County. Um, some of the most famous gangster trials had taken place there. So it's a very good educational and um, entertaining. In the 1900s, Nevada was known for the place where unhappy couples came to get a quick divorce, which was something that I learned at the Mob Museum. Really? <laughs> yes. You mean I could go to Las Vegas and get a quick divorce if I need to? I'm sure you can do that here now, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shut up. You're not going to get divorced. Listen, listen, I'm just listening. My ears are open. I got my ears open. I feel open. like you're hearing what you want to hear. I got my ears open. Anyway, Please continue. Las Vegas also embraced the concept of an even quicker marriage. No waiting periods or blood tests. Uh, the Strip's first wedding chapel, the Little Church of the West, opened in 1942. I see. Little changed in the valley following the rule of the Mexican to United States rule in 1848 to 1855, when Brigham Young sent a group of Mormon settlers to the area. The Mormon settled, settlement was unsuccessful, and the abandoned fort was taken over by Octavius Goss, who named named the area Las Vegas Rancho. That way it would not conf be confused with the La Las Vegas, New Mexico. I didn't know that. No, I did not either. And the birth of Las Vegas was in 1908 because the railroad arrived to Las Vegas from San Pedro, Los Angeles and Salt Lake, connecting the city to the Pacific. Las Vegas was backed by railroad companies and incorporated in 1911. Even though gambling was outlawed in Nevada, the practice continued in speakeasies and solicit casinos, illicit casinos in right. 1910. I see. In 1931, gambling became, became legal. And, but then the organized crime had taken roots in the city. What um, I found interesting was our tour guide at the distillery was saying how when things are illegal, it is a, uh, people want it more than when it is legal and it's less regulated when it's illegal versus when it's legal, which right. I found was very interesting. She was a really good tour guide. That's right. That's right. You know what? That is true. When people want things uh, it and they're, they can't have them yeah. and they become more and more, it just increases it. Just like yeah. back in the days, back in the 90s when, uh, just to go real back real quick, 
I don't know, late 80s, early 90s, there was a lot of rap music and, you know, they wanted to put these parental advisory stickers. Yeah, I remember on. that. And as soon as they started doing that, it just made the people want it more. That's very and true. And sales went through the roof as soon as they started putting parental advisory stickers on the music. Yes. So, yes, go ahead. In 1931, with the construction of the Hoover Dam, came the opening of Fremont Street Casinos. We went down there. It's, uh, I don't know, what did it remind you of? It's the Fremont Street experience. It's just a bunch of performers and just a good time. I don't know. It was a big, it was a good time. It's a good time. The Absolutely. Fremont Street was known for the casinos, showgirls, and venues. Now it's almost like a street party. They had right. a bunch of bands. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, by 1936, the hydroelectricity powered the flashing lights of the Fremont Street. In 1941, the first resort opened just outside the city's jurisdiction, where other hotel casinos soon followed to be eventually known as the Strip today. In 1946, mobster Bugsy Siegel was backed by opening the Flamingo Resort by an East Coast Jewish, Jewish gangster named Meyer Lansky's. The Mexican drug money that he, I guess he acquired Mexican drug money and that's how they opened the Flamingo. Siegel was murdered shortly in 1947, but the vision of Las Vegas continued with mobsters helping build the Sahara, the Sands, the New Frontier, and the Riviera in the 1950s and 60s. They also got funds from respectable investors the, from the Wall Street Journal, the Mormon Church, Princeton University Endowment. When tourists flocked in for shows by big-name performers in 1954, such as Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Elvis Presley, so I have a few fun facts to close this out. Uh, the Golden Gate Hotel and Casino is actually the oldest in Las Vegas. And they have not torn that one down. All right. And then the Fremont Street was the first paved street in Las Vegas, which I thought was interesting. All right. And then uh, Moulin Rouge was the first, was Vegas's first uh Racially yes. integrated casino. All right. And then the Venetian is the world's second largest hotel. I did not know that. We walked through the Venetian. Right, right. And then Las Vegas has over 150,000 hotel rooms. Absolutely. And then approximately 300 weddings are held per day in Las Vegas. And something I didn't know that we went through, which we I'll let you explain what the atmosphere was there, was... The, at the Golden Gate Casino, it it houses the world's largest golden nugget. And I did not know that when we went no, through it. No, but no the Golden Nugget Casino, um, we walked through it just to see it. And they've got it decorated old school, what, 60s, 70s still? About that, the carpets and everything. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm old school. 100% sure they've updated it. But it looks... 60s 70s theme and then the pool area has a huge fish tank with a slide going right through it we call it a an aquarium that's true it was an aquarium it had sharks in there so it has to be pretty large it's a fish tank. and then it's like a tube this is, this a tube like slide not a not a slide this, slide this into my, the shark this is tank. My fish tank <laughs> this is ridiculous fantastic very true Fan -fan. it's been weeks since we saw it shout you know out, shout out to Vegas guys 
Shout You're out. on board flight 785. Shout out to Vegas. We need to move on. We need to move on, folks, to the final portion of the show. It is called Abby is Not Right. Portion of the show where I grab one of the, you know, one of the advice columns and we chop it up to see if the person giving us the advice is right or is incorrect. So, Carrie, are we ready? I'm ready. Are we ready for Abby is not right? And listen, I have, guys, George Sakai should not be bothering us anymore. I have closed all the windows. I have locked all the doors. I have security outside of the studio. I have guard dogs. George Sakai will not be able to make it in In other here. words, you need to watch what you say. George Takai will not be in here. Okay, I'm going to tell you that right now. So here we go. Dearest Abigail, my longtime girlfriend has male friends who visit her during the day while I am gone for about a week each month. I know them. They are interesting people, and I'm okay with that. She now has a friend who is a faith-based healer, something she gravitates toward. He lives three hours away, and when he visits, he stays overnight. Oh, hell no. He says he's okay with it. Why is he writing in? Please, let me continue. (laughs) Okay. I met him recently. He's there now while I am two states away. He does hands-on healing. Oh, my. George, how in the hell did you get into this studio? (laughs) This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. He does hands-on healing with her and other people she introduces him to. He goes in the water every day of the year. And now my girlfriend does too, usually very early in the morning. Presumably, they do this together while I am awake. Oh, I'm sorry. While I am away. Maybe he goes in (laughs) naked. She would consider that natural. Oh, hell no. She told me not to worry about the overnights and the hands-on healing. I told her it doesn't make any difference. He is divorced and single. And I ain't. Am I being a dope to let this happen without making a strong objection? This is signed mystified in Maine. My goodness, Carrie, we have a lot to unpack here, don't we? You do, because what what do you say to that? You know that guy's dumb. That's what my therapist says. We have a lot to unpack, don't we, kid? Yes, and you know what I say? Yes. Yes, we do. If you're telling her about Dare Abby stuff, of course. <laughs> she says we have a lot to unpack. So, Carrie, yes. would we like to see what Abigail has to say, or would you like to give us your take on the whole situation? Why is he even asking? He knows this is off. So, uh, my question first is... First, he starts out with he finds nothing wrong with this. Yes. Then he is... Now he's annoyed. So, right. like... He, he doesn't know what he needs or wants. <laughs> okay, guys. So once again, this is a war on men. Carrie is, Carrie is making this I a didn't war say on because men. Because he was a male, but he doesn't know what saying, he needs you're or saying wants. He doesn't know what he He's wants. He's just dumb. Even Tra- if this was happening to a woman, they're just dumb. Traditionally, usually, it's always a war on men with Carrie when well, she always has an issue. I don't with think the male any side, woman would let it go that long. Okay, so what would you tell this gentleman? What would you tell this gentleman? Yes. Yes. I'm waiting. Remember, this is a family show. A family show. What would you tell this gentleman? 
His question He knew is, what he was getting into when he started, so he might as well just stay. No, he should leave. So his question is, am I being a dope to let this happen without Of course he a- is. Why does he have to ask the question? He oh. should know the answer. Okay. All right. Fantastic. We're, we're going to see- This is clear cut. Okay. We're gonna what, see- what do you think? Well, we're going to see what Abby has to say. No, I want to hear and, what you have to say. And Abby says- <laughs> Because this woman is your longtime girlfriend, uh-huh. you have the right to make your feelings about the arrangement known. Uh-huh. If you weren't comfortable with the idea of her entertaining a divorced single man overnight in your absence, you should have said no from the beginning. Exactly. Whether the two of them are sexually involved is be- uh, beside the point. If she cares about your feelings, she should respect them. However, if she doesn't, then it may be time for you to find another girlfriend he could just find another divorced friend and tell no, I don't her, think, see no, how it is no i don't think that's <laughs> what he needs to do carrie i don't think that's what he needs to do so this is what i have to say okay actually khaled what do you have to say congratulations you played yourself for sure one more time khaled congratulations you played yourself one more time for emphasis congratulations you played yourself this gentleman. So how does he get out of his pickle, according to Kenan? This gentleman, he played himself, okay? <laughs> he has a male friend who comes over, you know, over to the his house. His male and, friend? No, a male friend of his girlfriend's that comes over yes. to the house. I yes. digress. Yes. And spends time and spends the night. Uh-huh. Okay? While he is two states away or more. He okay? didn't have a problem with it. Well, he didn't have an issue with at the beginning of the, the letter. The male friends who visit her during the day. Okay. Uh-huh. But now this is turning into overnight things where the gentleman stays overnight. Uh-huh. Okay. And he wants to know, is he being a dope for letting this happen? And I will tell you this, mystified in Maine. What you need to do is I believe that you need to get rid of this lady. Because things only happen at night or well, I'm during the day. <laughs> Oh my. Wait a minute. You said I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean when you say that. Uh I don't know what you mean here. I I know you you don't a little bit more I know you don't. You know it's okay, honey. That's disrespectful. You know that (laughs) No it's not. Oh hell no. I'm just forgiving you for your your absent mindedness. You know what? I did not you know what? I did not take my ginkgo bilboba this morning, okay? Every morning, okay, I'm supposed to take my ginkgo bilboba. Guys, every morning I get up, my clock radio. It's not nighttime medication, it's it's morning time. (laughs) You're on board flight seven eight. Oh yeah. You need your brain in the morning. It doesn't matter <laughs> what time medication it is, okay? I take it first thing in the morning when my clock radio turns on, okay? It turns on to playing some smooth yaz every morning, and sometimes I forget to take my Giggo Bilboba, okay? The clock radio turns on, smooth yaz comes on. I'm listening to it, and I go out about my day, and I forget my Giggo Bilboba. I only okay? wish you don't, would set an alarm. Don't judge me, Okay. <laughs> Don't judge me, okay? Okay. I'm just going to digress for a minute. Okay. My clock radio comes off, comes on first thing in the morning for some smooth yaz, okay? I get We've up. We've heard that already. I get up, I brush my teeth, okay? And then I bring my lady friend breakfast in bed almost every morning, guys. What, she what says, world she do says, you live she in? She says, Kenyon, you didn't have to do that. And you know what I tell her? Baby, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Oh. 
whatever. I don't remember the last time I've ever had breakfast at bed. Diplomatic community, guys. I am a pillar of the community. But what I will tell this gentleman is he needs to get rid of this lady. It's fantasy needs, community. He needs to get rid of this lady, not now, but right now. Okay? What I think he needs to do is he needs to give her Das Boot. He needs to tell her, you need to leave right now. Okay? I don't like where this is going. You need to get out. Okay? And then what he needs to do okay, is... Okay, so we're all in agreement. He's going to give her... No, let me finish. He's going to give her a week to move out. You have a week to move out. And as soon as she's moved out and she has everything on the truck or on the car, and as she is driving the way, okay, I, I, he needs to follow her on Life360 also, that app. And when she's Why? about... Let me finish. When she's about five miles away, okay, yeah. what he needs to do is he needs to call her back oh, and say, baby, I missed you. Please, please... Please come back. Okay. Why would he kick her out and then ask her back? Well, let me finish. And when she comes up and she says, I knew that you would come to your senses. You know what he says? Psych, get out. Catch me outside. How about that? Diplomatic community. Diplomatic community. I said what I said, guys. I'm a terrible person, but you all already knew that. But we need to get out of here, Carrie. We are running out of time, Carrie. What do you have? Do you have any final thoughts? I I know. Mm-mm. No final thoughts. No, no, that says it all. You know, no final thoughts, guys. This is ridiculous. Guys, I'm going to leave you with this. The distance between your dreams and reality is discipline. And that's real talk, guys. That is real talk. We're going to see you in two weeks, right, Carrie? Sure. Right, we're going to see you in two weeks, guys, with more outstanding, outstanding podcast content. We love y'all blue skies and a tailwind and you know what catch me on instagram flight 785 you know how we use it you're on board flight 785 sportos motorheads geeks sluts bloods wastoids dweebies dickheads they all adore him they think he's a righteous dude